This is not a cheerocracy. I am the cheer tater. I will make the cheer decisions around here and I will deal with the cheer consequences. Welcome, Welcome to Whelmed, a podcast for Zennials. Hello. Hi. Oh my gosh. I think I'm having re-entry problems. <laughs> From vacation? Vacation, birthday, yeah. taking a week to not deal. Yeah, was... I know exactly how that feels. <laughs> you know, now that like Labor Day's over, it, I mean, it's weird, right? We're in the home stretch of the year. Um, but it's thank God, <laughs> <laughs> thank God, this um, year is going to end. Oh, uh, right. Um, but like it's weird because it doesn't feel normal at all. But there is a little bit of normality in that, like, we sort of are in the home stretch of the year, and it's like, okay. Like Halloween, then Thanksgiving, then Christmas, then like happy 2021. <laughs> Let me just say, like, I'm sure the New Year's parties, whether the pandemic is over or not, are gonna be lit. Right? I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> it's gonna be me and a bottle of vodka in my living room. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay, Karen Walker. Listen, if there was ever a time to be a Karen Walker, it's celebrating the end of this goddamn year. Oh, honey, I would suck the alcohol out of an ice cube. I think it's deodorant stick, actually. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, I try to do that one, and it never works. (laughs) (laughs) I think it, though. I think she does both, actually, (laughs) like in different instances. Oh, in different instances, Mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Bless her, bless her, bless her. Um, so we're both back from vacays. You went to Arkansas. I did. Yep. We uh we did a little family little family sesh. Mm-hmm. It mostly we just get a house with a pool because yes. I I am like a water baby. Like I got in the pool. I left my shoes in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Took my shoes off. Went and like put my suitcase in the room. Put my swimsuit on. Got mm-hmm. a beverage. Got in the pool basically did not get out for three days now here's the question i have how drunk you drink at 9 a.m if you're in a pool the answer is yes um uh, i concur i did think i did that on the third day we started off with bloody mary's at 9 30 um i was in palm springs by the way um but here's my question how drunk do you get Oh, weirdly, not that drunk. <laughs> it's really weird because I absolutely, like, I mean, it, I, I, I really don't typically start drinking in the morning, actually. Like, it's usually <laughs> afternoon. Um, although sometimes I do have a mimosa or two. Sure. Oh, my God. My, uh, I don't know, sister-in-law, whatever. My uh-huh. sister-in-law and I, my brother's lady, we made mimosa popsicles. <gasps> Oh. So on the internet, you can get like the popsicle sleeves. Uh huh. They come with like a little, like a tiny little um funnel, <laughs> and you pour. So we made like mimosas, and you can put fruit in them and stuff, and they freeze, and they're delicious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Those were amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. And so like, I, I drink, like I drink a lot, but I think it's just cause you're like, I don't know if it's cause you're in the sun or like, you know, you're eating kind of slow or you're also kind of snacking or what, but mm-hmm. like, I don't really ever get drunk on vacation. Like I'm just kind of like buzzed all day. Sure. Sure. Okay. But, I, but you're kind of on a party vacation though. Like I'm with the fam. It's a little different. Yeah. Uh, I guess we're sort of the same. I mean, like, I don't think we ever got wasted, but I definitely was tipsy the first night. Um, and we drank, we, we started drinking at like, on the second day, we started drinking at like 11 a.m. Some of us started earlier, not naming any names. Um, and at 8.30, we like finally retired back to our hotel suite. And uh, I say suite because it was like a two-bedroom thing so like we had our own kitchen and that 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 um but uh <laughs> me and my friend we were sitting on the couch it was like 8 30 and we were gonna like chill and watch some tv and then maybe decide what to do and we both looked at each other and we're like bed this is why i like to this is why i like to go on vacation with adults mm-hmm. because yeah now i like yes you drink during the day you go to bed at a reasonable mm-hmm. hour you wake up feeling fine the next day everybody's all right yeah like steve and i have been talking about like when we when all of this is over right we're gonna have like an old school like party night where like we're going to the bar at like 10 p.m and i was like great bro, i'm gonna take a nap <laughs> at seven right <laughs> right and he's like i mean we, yeah we're gonna be old school we're gonna stay out till like one in the morning and i was like you realize that like sometimes people would come meet us at one in the morning at the bar like no no Old school was three in the morning or four in the morning or five in the morning. Wait, are the bars open that late in Memphis? So all of the the bars, the regular bars are open until three. But the irregular bars that need fiber. But there are a couple of bars uh-huh. where nobody notices if you just keep on drinking till five. Oh, okay. Or whenever. <laughs> um, and so you can always, you can always like, you gotta, you kind of gotta know mm-hmm, which ones mm-hmm, to go mm-hmm. to. There's always just a couple where it's like, if you're in there when they close, just keep paying the bartender and it's fine. You know? Oh, but will they possibly not let like new people in and after right, that? Like they won't let anybody in. Okay. Although there, you know, there is one bar here and I don't know how it has gotten away with it. But, like, for 20 years, it has just been, like, it's the bar everybody goes to after the other bars close. Uh-huh. And so, like, there's nobody in there until 3 o'clock in the morning. It's the and it's just the bar. place. Yes, it's the after hours bar. And, like, every once in a while, they get in a little trouble and they have to stop for a while. Uh-huh. But then, like, they just go right back to it and nobody really cares. <laughs> so, there's always a way. I mean, but hey, as long as I would probably die now if I tried to do that. Oof. Yeah, my liver, I mean, I don't, I don't drink regularly. Um, and the friends that I went with, like, they drink regularly. You know, they, they'll, they'll have their cocktails or a bottle of wine at night between the, the two of them, their, their, their partners. And, you know, so their liver is a little more um, prepared than mine was. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've been hurting a little bit. <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like it's always after that stretch. So like I don't do New Year's resolutions and crap. 
Right. Because they're bad for you as a person, I believe. Um, but there, I do always get to January after like the stretch from Thanksgiving to New Year's where I'm yeah. like, you know what? I actually really do just want to have a salad and a glass of water. <laughs> like, I don't even want to smell alcohol right now. Please do not give me anything with cheese on it or that uh-huh. has been fried. I don't want it. I would rather die than eat a cookie right now. Um, I got a lot of baked goods for my birthday this year. Oh, um, I got sent uh, a dozen cupcakes from Sprinkles, which were delicious. Is that um, a fancy LA bakery? They're actually national, um, oh. but they started in LA. Yes, um, but and they uh, were the ones with the cupcake ATM. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard um, that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, got I had a cake with some friends uh, on Sunday. And I got a box of paleo baked goods from Paleo Bakehouse from another friend. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, I was really um, enjoying broccoli. Rolling last the night. goodies, man. Yeah. And right. the broccoli tasted great last night. <laughs> right. And you're like, yay. It doesn't have sugar in it. Or, oh my God. I don't know, whatever else. Any additives. Know. Yeah, nothing. It right? was just broccoli. Nothing. <laughs> just broccoli. And broccoli farts. Um. (laughs) thanks for sharing i mean because farts are always funny um at least to me also to the girls from the divine secret of the yaya sisterhood oh oh okay well so there's that random bit of trivia for you (laughs) those are lovely ladies (laughs) um yeah yeah yeah, it's 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 hard to come back into. Well, and it's so like there is no there is no real world right now. There is no normal. So it's like I was all ready to work and then it's not really working and you know, yeah, there's just yeah. everything is weird. So, and it's just going to stay weird. So like now weird is normal. Um I'm actually getting nervous that things are like going to go crazy haywire starting on election day through the inauguration. Oh God, listen, I uh, join you in those fears. And also I have additional fears about said election. I have, I am, I'm nervous. I'm real nervous. And frankly, I think we all should be. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I, you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist in this. Like, there's actual fucking conspiracies that are happening. I I honestly think that we're like on track towards a civil war at the moment. I that's what it feels like. Um, and I watched. This was going to be my whelmed, but I'll pick something else for the moment. Um, I watched a documentary over the weekend, which I highly, highly, highly recommend, called The Social Dilemma. Oh, I've heard that's great. It's on Netflix. Um, you know, bring a side of Xanax with you though, because like it's gonna freak you the fuck out. Um, but most it, documentaries do it, it's it does a really good job of having the experts they interview the experts about this, like early, early executives at Pinterest, Facebook, Google, you, you, like you name it, like they're all there, like the guy who invented virtual reality. Um, and the person who invented the like button is interviewed. 
Um, so you know what I mean, but like, which is yeah, like, sure. sort of funny, like to say, like I invented the like button, which right? like, is kind of a huge deal. It's um, kind of a huge deal. Like it seems like a real dumb fucking thing, but it's right? kind of a big deal. Yeah, kind of like the the inventing the post its. Thanks, Rami and Michelle. Um, <laughs> but they talk about the way that they have changed the algorithms over the years to create unique user experiences, which on the one hand sounds great. Um, and you know, it has to do with those things that pop up like, oh, we see you, you, you were interested in this, so we're gonna recommend da 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 A, B, C, D, et cetera. Sure. Well, <clears throat> in creating these unique experiences, they, and this is the argument of the, of the documentary, they're creating unique realities for people, unique truths for people. So, and they gave what I thought was a really interesting example. Um, when you Google, climate change is, and then Google will, as a lot of us know, will then recommend how to finish that, right? Right. Popular, depending yeah. on your past search criteria, depending on where you live, depending on all the hundreds of gigabytes of information Google has collected on you, they recommend different things to different people. So you, Megan, living in the democratic city of Memphis, will get um, climate change is the biggest crisis of our time. Um, you know, but someone who is in a very red area who leans, who might watch Fox News, gets climate change is a hoax. Wow. And so the argument is that we're living different truths. The internet is letting us live different truths and is one of the main reasons why people don't want to have a conversation about it because the, each side thinks that they're living the truth. Right. But the other side is living a lie. Right. So kind of the solution is we have to come together and agree on, agree on facts. Yeah. Which seems like an impossible feat at the current moment. Um, it does. It does seem like that. And, and it probably requires regulating internet, social media companies, internet companies, technology companies. Yeah. I don't know, man. We're gonna, I think we're going to end up starting this podcast with a lot of these, these downbeats through November. It, at least hopefully after that we can have more positive things to say well maybe i'll just sing more scar songs <laughs> i think that's a fabulous idea for anybody who has not had a chance uh you should definitely go find mr chad steers on well, we, 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 we can share it on the whelmed page the socials uh yeah we should it was he listened to his friend's advice from last week and he took a chance on some fun Take a chance, take a, I'm thinking of the ABBA song. If you change your mind, take a chance, take a chance. <laughs> I like how you were trying to be all of ABBA right there. just by <laughs> Right? I mean, yeah. aren't I though? <laughs> a little, maybe a little bit. Yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> was it everything you dreamed it would be? You know, you know what was, is the most surprising thing and... This sounds stupid coming from an entertainer actor. However, I'm labeling myself today. Um, I normally don't like to watch myself or like I have to like 
being like, okay, this is the time we're watching yourself to do blah, blah, blah. But like, I enjoyed watching it back. Um, it's because it's enjoyable to watch people who are having a good time. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I recorded myself singing this and then I thought I was going to do some big, elaborate, like fun music video. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to, I don't want to put on clothes today, but I'm going to wear this cute caftan I got for my birthday. And. <laughs> just do it and be silly and live my best life. And um, I actually, I think that my favorite part is when I do like a little shimmy during like a break in the song. <laughs> um, but I think the biggest, what makes me happy is, is, um, is how, is that I made other people smile. Like it's not just about the likes, but like people, I got people to smile. And it's, you know, we're, we're living in such rough times and um, I think we need to find, you know, this is a great time to be a comedian or an entertainer who, you know, there is a place for the dramatic stuff. There is, but we need, we need some funny shit. I mean, listen, laughter and joy and dance and song is, right? Like that's, it's, that's, that's one of the parameters of wholehearted living. Yeah. Right? Like. That's, it's important. It makes you a better person. Also, it's just fun. And, you know, the, the, the external validation wasn't bad either. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't know how people were going to respond. Like, you know, it was silly and funny. And, uh, you know, I knew you'd like it because you know me. <laughs> and, and you're biased. And you're also my best friend, so you have to say you like it. But, <laughs> but you'd also tell me if you didn't. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was, I was, I was very, um, humbled that like me just being me and silly is very validating. Yeah. Me being me was enough. Isn't that nice? Mm -hmm. Brene was right. You, you know did something, right? Like you did something authentic and people responded to it because people like authenticity and vulnerability and it mm -hmm. takes vulnerability to be authentic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Brene. She knows her shit, man. Oh, right? <laughs> uh, should we get into a list? I think we absolutely should get into a list. I love that. Should we get into a list? I, I like that. <laughs> Well, I'm going to tell you, I am really excited about this list. It was hard, but I'm really into it. Um, I think that this is like one of our funnest, technical term, funnest, um, <laughs> funnest list for me to make. Um, mm -hmm. So for, for, for our audience of like five and a half people, um, actually, Dad. <laughs> hey, 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 Robin and, and, and David. Um, also, Zach, president Luke, of our Luke, fan club. Luke and, yeah, yes, Luke and Zach. Um, <laughs> uh, those who watch Cobra Kai, I, we both recently binged Cobra Kai. Oh my god! Um, and enjoyed it. And uh, the so the auspices for our list this week is what should el what else should get the Cobra Kai treatment? So let's just talk about Cobra Kai for a minute because mm -hmm. I have not been this surprised by a television show in a long time. Yeah. I, I agree with that. 
was so surprised. It is great. Can I can I ask you a quick question? Are you yeah. com- are you done with it? No. Okay. So because we slowed down, like we binged it. We watched the first season in like three days, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like evenings. Like I mean, we only watched TV for a couple of hours. Um, and so then we slowed down a little bit. Also, football came back, and sure. you know that's my man. So uh, we needed to watch the football. But so we slowed down a little bit. So I'm a handful of episodes. I think four or five episodes away from the end of season two. Okay. So I have not quite finished it. So I think the first season is really great. I, 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 there are some problems I had with season two that resolve at the end, but it, I, there are a couple, couple things that I found problematic in the middle of season two. Um, you, you, you get a little tired of that back and forth between, um, Ralph and the blonde dude. It's like, grow the I'm fuck not, up. I get that, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I understand how it could feel that way, but I think I didn't. So I think I've been really impressed with the show for, first of all, I'm super impressed with William Zabka because mm-hmm. that entire show working or not working is dependent com- on his acting abilities completely dependent on his acting abilities yeah. and he he's he's just I, for who you thought he was it turns out he's astonishing right like he has he has this pathos and he has like there is depth there there's so much depth there um and you're seeing like the pain and the and there's just um, and I think it's really fascinating that they managed to do all of that and still make it feel mm-hmm. like it runs that dichotomy of like, it still feels like cheesy eighties feel good stuff sometimes. Even though it's not cheesy. I mean, it is a little cheesy. It's a maybe. little cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. But like it's, it's cheesy while also being tongue in cheek. Like it's such mm-hmm. an impressive line that they figured out yes. how to walk. Yes. Like in the second season, when, he does the commercial for the for Miyagi Do Karate, uh-huh. and then like everybody on the internet, he's like, "What is cultural appropriation? What are you talking about?" <laughs> I laughed so hard, right? No, right? Yeah. Like, yes, like y'all live in the real world, right? And and them like the the idea of like them being stuck in the eighties, and not only for their characters and like the pathology of the idea of a guy who got like stuck at this moment when he was 15 years old and he mm. never figured out how to grow up. Like, that's interesting. That's yeah, an interesting, is. that's a story I want to watch. And in some ways you think that Daniel has moved past it, but he hasn't either. He hasn't, right? No, not at all. Yeah. Like you think he has this great life, but really he's just hanging on to this idea of who he was as a kid. And he doesn't really know how to be an adult any more than Johnny does. Yeah. And, and it's fascinating that y'all took this cheesy, like really run of the, I mean, listen, I, I'm not even entirely sure that I have seen the movie Karate Kid from beginning to end. I think I've just seen enough pieces of it on cable here and there that I've seen most of it at this point. Sure. Um, but it's every 80s movie, right? Like I saw, I saw all the rest of them. Like I got it. I don't, and, and I don't think like you have to be in love with Karate Kid to enjoy this. Um, and I don't even think you need to know about, they, they do enough flashbacks that like, they do enough. Yeah. You can watch it without, you don't need to have seen it. You do kind of need to have nostalgia for that type of movie from that time and place. 
I think that's, yeah, I think that's probably helpful. Yeah. Or at least, yeah, like you have to, I, I think it's probably funnier if you, I actually think it's probably a movie that is like right in the Zennial wheelhouse, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because, because it's like the joke is these guys who are stuck in the 80s and like, but also these kids who are now and like the dichotomy of those it's things. It's very Gen X versus millennial, the, the TV show, like with right. the parents versus kids. So yeah. And him and like his art, you know, their art of speed wagon. Like the soundtrack is God, great. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I, I, we laugh at least once an episode, Steve and I are like busting out laughing. Um, mm-hmm. And so I just was so, I have not been this surprised or really enjoyed watching a new show like this in a while. So, I would also argue, so going back to the first season, I would argue for me, I needed to give it like, if I had just based it off of the first episode, I might have just left it, but you gave it such a glowing recommendation that I was like, all right, like, let me give it another episode. And by the third episode, I was all in. Um, And I felt that way. I felt that way the first 10 minutes of the first episode. mm -hmm, Like I was, mm -hmm. I was a wholehearted, I was just like, are you kidding me? The show is so good. How is this so good? Like, I really appreciated that they make him look like an old man when he's doing Mm -hmm. karate for the first time. Like, I'm like, (laughs) oh, look, it's a 45 year old trying to do karate. Like, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think think my favorite part about the first season is that you 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 still wanna you still wanna hate um, William Zabka, but you don't. You're actually rooting for who was the villain in the original Karate Kid to be the hero. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think it it that that flip is really interesting um, and really mm-hmm. fun. Like yep. I I love stuff that does that. So I think when I was trying to consider. Um, and I will say that, you know, my list is a little bit all over the place just because I think this is kind of a, it's, it's a hard, it's, it's a hard question to answer. Um, but I think that's, I was trying to look for some of those things of like potential, you know, somebody who seemed like a villain and maybe wasn't or yeah. Yeah. So let's get into it. Who you got? What you Uh, giving? Oh, am I going first? The Cobra Kai treatment to, um, I have an honorable mention at the end, um, but so my, my first one on my five, uh, I did Death Becomes Her. Oh, um, I, I, you know, I think it could be a really fun, uh, this is the one I had the hardest time like coming up with a, like an actual premise for. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, it's the, the Goldie Hawn and the Meryl Streep characters really have to end up depending on each other and they've been at each other's throats up until now. And all of a sudden right. they're without the Bruce Willis character and they have to like basically learn how to live all over again. And yeah. hilarity ensues. I mean, it'd, it'd be a dark, yeah, sure. right? Um, yeah. But you know, I think I know so many people just, obviously Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep did an amazing job of bringing those characters to life, um, which is, you know, also a good script and we fell in love with them. Um, so I think that that could be really funny. Also like, having to bear in mind that like their bodies are falling apart. Right? Yeah. It's like, it's like zombie comedy kind of. A little Which bit. Which we know like, works. Yeah. You know, like it, it, not quite like an eye zombie, but like that's not too far from yeah. where it lives. Yeah. Yeah. Could be fun. And like, sure. you know, who else do they get from that community of people who have drunk the potion? 
um mm-hmm. like that like that could actually be a really fun like you know them running into celebrities we all think are dead and um you know right. which could be fun cameos like who's playing blah 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 this week mm-hmm. and um you know i mean i definitely think it's probably a half hour or something or other right but like yeah. you put it on like I don't know, HBO or Showtime or something, and then you can make it really dark and it's funny. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Um, so my first one is Empire Records. Um, oh. And so I don't think, I don't, I don't think you need everybody, right? Correct. Like if I were writing the script, I would center it on Gina, who is oh. Renee Zellweger's character. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant uh-huh. behavior. Yeah, because she's grown up to be a mom, right? Like she was this cool, she was this cool wannabe rock star and then her life didn't turn out the way she thought it was going to be. And like, I'm not saying she's got to be a soccer mom. Like, I don't know that she need, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't take her that far, Mm -hmm. but like she's still a mom and she's trying to pay bills and she's trying to, and she just feels dead inside. Right. And like uh, kind of a, is this it moment? Yeah, exactly. And then she could, and then she could start a band, right? Ooh, cougar, cougar yeah. band. Cougar band. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and yeah, and like it gives you the opportunity to have other characters from there show sure. up mm-hmm. um, if it works, but also it doesn't have to. But I think I think that's an interesting story. It's a similar, it's a similar thing, right? Like that's a journey that you're interested in. Yeah. Of like, how do you get back to, how can, I mean, it's the thing we all struggle with, right? Of like, mm-hmm. you you have an authentic self that probably was there when you were younger. If you were lucky, you got to, you got to put that out there, right? And like yep. trying to balance who you're supposed to be in life with who you want to be. And, you know, that maybe realizing you're never going to be a rock star, but that doesn't mean you can't like have that be a piece of your life and do something you love. and um yeah, I think that'd be fun. Um, that's actually really funny because that ties into my next um, one. Uh, well, obviously, because <laughs> we're really good at being podcasters. Obviously. Go right ahead. <laughs> um, my next one is big. Oh. And so this okay. would not probably be like a series. It would probably be like a limited miniseries. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought, like, how cool, how funny would it be, like, Tom Hanks, all grown up, who has to revert back to childhood to, like, find his, like, inner youth again. Oh, right. Like, big, the opposite direction. Yeah. Little, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, I think it ties back into the way Cobra Kai is, has that nostalgia to it. Uh-huh. Um, you know, a lot of us Zennials remember that movie and, you know, the walks to the boardwalk and there's definitely like nostalgic moments that they can pull on the heartstrings that way, but mm-hmm. also, you know, create a cute coming of age, uh, another coming of age story. Right. Yeah. Um, I like that. That's cool. Yeah. Well, this is my, this is my super weird, uh, this is my super weird entry, oh. which is the Adams family, but not, oh. not Adams family one. Oh no. Values? Adams family values. The crappy number two sequel. 
so Mercedes McNabb, who was Harmony on Buffy. Oh, uh-huh. Played the little blonde girl at the camp that Wednesday Adams had. Oh my God, she did, didn't she? Yes, she oh. did. So how much fun would Mercedes McNabb and Christina Ricci be in a TV show now where they like hate each other, right? Or they think they hate each other. Oh my God, that is genius. Also like just grown Wednesday Adams is funny to me. Can we, like, is it a road trip comedy? Right? Like, I mean, you could just do a lot yeah. of stuff with that. Like, I feel like, you know, you you just have to orchestrate it to where, like, they have to work together for some reason, right? right. Like, yeah. yeah, here you go. You've been put on some project at whatever thing you work at. And, you know, right. yeah, you have to, like, put things one, together. One is, like, PR, like, perky chick. And the other one is, like, you know, IT. Like, don't talk right. to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's got that, like, buddy cop kind of yeah. you know yeah oil and water thing right that sure. that odd couple thing yeah like that oh, always kind of works well yeah, and then and then you can bring both of their like worlds from the original movie um into it like you know you can have morticia and gomez show right up. like wednesday adams trying to date oh my god <laughs> and then like I really like him but I can't take him home to meet my family with the idea that like Wednesday is still she's still in Adams but maybe she got it like she's she got a little bit more normal but she's yeah. still just like dark on the inside sure. right um and I think for a character you know I think it's I think it's it's always interesting the, like the super sunny blonde you know if that character actually has like inner inner demons and inner darkness right, right. like that's interesting um I also this is like this is a real this is a real leap, but like they could they could be vampire slayers or something else where they're oh. like ha like where it's an epic evil battling kind of right like that's funny too. You know, I think it, it, I don't know if this is a blip on the radar, but um, it feels like some of the campiness of movie premises might be coming back. Like I saw um, like. I'm not going to get this right. I saw on Netflix the other day. It was like uh, Teenage Bounty Hunters. Oh, the Teenage Hunters. Bounty Hunters, yeah. Which I, I, I don't know if that is actually the, prem the premise. It's like campy sort of 80s, 90s. But like, if and I, but I think that that show is doing okay. Right. Yeah, and it is, it is campy. Um, I mean, I think, I think what we do now is like campy with tongue in cheek, right? Like it's right. meta campy. Yeah. Slightly darker campy. Right. Or, and like, or, or a little more grounded campy. Camp with, in, with, with knowledge of camp. Intent? Which is, yeah. Something. Right? Yeah. Camp with a side so of something. Yeah. Um, uh, my next one, I think, is just fun. Um, uh, Devil Wears Prada. Um, I thought it'd be really fun to take the Emily character, the, the bitchy assistant, Mm -hmm. um, and create sort of a sex in the city meets an ugly Betty type show. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you could also do something else. You know, you could do, you could do the, the like going back home thing with her too. Right. Mm -hmm. Where like, she's going back mm -hmm. to like small town England. Oh yeah. That's a great idea. And like, cause idea. she didn't make it in the big city. Oh wow. That's a great idea. I just, I always liked that character enough. Like, I think yeah. Emily Blunt did such a good job that, like, you know, that's such a good sign of acting skills when you can make a character that's such a bitch likable. 
Yeah. Well, and it's really, it's a pretty small character too. Like it's yeah. not much, but she, she's really memorable. Like Impactful, you yeah. remember her probably second to Miranda Priestly, who was played mm-hmm. by, you know, the one and only Meryl Streep. So who, who, who is that? I'm sorry. I don't know. Just maybe the greatest actress of all time. <laughs> so you, you definitely are going to remember her. You know, that movie always pissed me off because oh. the boyfriend in that movie Right, he's played mm-hmm. by Adrian Grenier, and yeah. he's like one of the most notorious. Like people violently hate him, right? They're just like they think he's just like the worst. Because of Entourage. No, no, I mean the character in the oh, movie, oh, 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 the Devil oh. Wears Prada. They're like, how awful is he that he? This was her, you know, this was her dream job. Well, first of all, it wasn't really, but like he wasn't understanding, and he wasn't. It's because they made really stupid changes from the book. Oh. So in the book, like, that's what happens, and they break up, and it's a problem because he doesn't understand her job because he's a teacher. Mm-hmm. He, like, teaches in an inner-city middle school, and she wanted to be a writer. She wanted to be, like, a novelist, and she took this job in fashion, and he doesn't get it. Yeah. And so they made him, like, a chef, which is the exact same thing as fucking fashion. Like, it's yeah. all about who's cool and what's hot and, like, you know cocaine i don't know like i don't live in that world but that's what it seems like um, it's a lot of cocaine and drinking probably. side tangent um i i met this guy out a couple years ago and um <clears throat> it very quickly escalated to a leaving together incident um and um, an interesting phrasing on that Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it um, was an incident <laughs> i don't know if that's good or bad uh that one don't tell me don't tell me i don't want to know <laughs> <laughs> but the funniest part was as we were getting ready to leave he said um i need to go get my bag from behind the bar and i was like okay fine. and he comes back with a violin case um i was like and then you thought that you were in an episode of queer spoke no um i i i'm like why do you have a violin he said no it's my knives um wait what <laughs> yeah <laughs> um he's he was a chef he is a chef um, oh god oh yeah. god that's so weird. I thought that's weird. <laughs> You're matching your dress. <laughs> you have the worst taste. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Also, I'm gonna tell you, I'm not sure I believe that he was a chef. Why were his knives in a violin case? <laughs> I can't believe that was coming. My stomach okay, is well, That's officially our first t shirt. <laughs> violin case full of knives. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so God. the moral of that story is <laughs> Chad has bad taste. 
Make sure that your gate <laughs> does not have any knives. <laughs> <sighs> wow. All right. Well, look at you. Still alive. Right. <laughs> Miraculous. Uh, it's your turn, by the way. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. My next one is Bring It On. Yes. Right? So, Gabrielle Union, mm -hmm. an adult, decides to, like, I don't know, coach a cheer squad or whatever. And, like, if you're doing it seriously, right? Not like teen drama. Right. Right? Because there are plenty of cheer shows that are like, just people sleeping with each other's boyfriends and sabotaging finals and whatever. But I promise you there's like actual racism in cheerleading, right? Oh yeah. Probably. Yeah. So that would be interesting, right? Like what is it like actually navigating and like maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe trying like, to navigate. Do you have to whitewash yourself or. Do you, right? Or like, is there. Is there sort of like the world of black cheer and the world of white cheer oh, and they yeah. don't go, they don't coexist, right? That could be Which, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should just run the world. It'd be so much better. Thanks. I agree. Also, Gabrielle <laughs> Union is like a bomb. She, she just is absolutely the bomb. I just I'm really curious the the actual story behind the lawsuit with America's Got Talent with her. Um, it's very... I mean, it sounds like they were being assholes. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there was the whole thing with Terry Crews not supporting her. But, uh, and then... I but, didn't even hear about that. I yeah, and, but then he came out with like, but don't watch porn, kids. I don't know. I think he might have had a porn addiction at some point. I might just be making things up now, but... <clears throat> it sounds like it. Um, moving on. <laughs> yes, let's. Uh, my next one is the bird cage. Oh. Um, and I've actually been working on this one as possibly something I want to write, um, either just to have as a sample or something I'd like to pursue. But, um, so I actually have a, an idea. That it's years later and the, um, the what's his face, uh, the, uh, um, the actor that's actually passed on. Um, oh my God, I can't believe. I can... Robin Williams? Thank you. The Robin Williams character has died. And so the son has to come home for the funeral mm -hmm. um, and sees the name. Who played the son in that movie, by the way? Uh, yeah. Daniel Futterman. Dan Futterman. Who's okay. actually mostly writing these days. Yeah. Um, and he also, was he also the guy from the, the Father of the Bride, maybe? No. Okay. Um, he looks a little similar to Paul Rudd, Dan Futterman. Hmm, okay. There's a little look similarity. Um, but he has to come home and he realizes that the Nathan Lane character can't run the bar on his own. Mm -hmm. um, that like things have fallen a little out mm -hmm, of date, mm -hmm. and he really needs the son character to help stay and run the bar and hilarity ensues of a straight guy helping the Nathan Lane character run a drag bar. Mm-hmm. I think that sounds like something I would watch. Yeah, I think it could, I think, like, I think you'd have to be really careful of how campy it gets. Yeah. If you wanted to have endearing moments, you need to be a little careful about how ridiculous it gets. Like, so I think 
you know, there are some choices about like. Yeah, you would have to have him like be divorced from the girl. Yes, I think he would. Right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, like that marriage ended badly. It broke his heart. Like, he yeah, like he needs some. that comes to visit. That's a great episode. Yeah. Or like, honestly, even just a kid. Yeah. Right? Because a kid in a gay bar, like a. That's funny. Like a hilariously precocious. Little girl. girl probably. Yeah, because yeah, you don't want to make it a. Yeah, this is. We yeah. should really be TV executives for Superman. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> So if there are any TV station presidents listening right now. Because they're all listening. Yes, absolutely. So president of NBC, you are doing a shit job. Please let us have it. We'll do much better than you. Well, maybe no we shouldn't be talking to him. We should be talking to the board of NBC Comcast. Okay, well, you just get on the phone with them. And okay. We'll, yeah. Just boop, talk boop, to boop, them. Boop, 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 boop. Hello, board. <laughs> Okay, so this is a similar sort of thing of, uh-huh. like, heartbroken and, like, neat, like man doing, like, reckoning with his soul, uh-huh. right? Daniel from Bridget Jones's Diary. Oh. So you totally forget the sequels. Like, fuck the sequels. No, yeah, yeah, just yeah. pretend they didn't <clears throat> exist, right? And then it's Hugh Grant, great start, right? Yeah. Realizing that he has spent his life being a fucking cad and that that sucks and he should get over it. So you're just describing Hugh Grant's life. Yes, pretty much. (laughs) And trying to figure out what he's going to do about that and trying to, like, date real people. But now he's, like, a pretty wealthy man in his Mm, 50s and, like, trying to find someone who's actually believes that he's a real person and... Because you always have to reckon with the reputation that everyone knows. Right, and like his family, you know, you like he's got a mom or a sister or a right. Like, so you Mm -hmm. give him some other characters. He's got best friends that are like happily married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that that's super cute, and you know, hopefully, you get Hugh Grant to play it because, God, he does that good job of being the bad boy you love. Yeah. I mean, it's why Bridget Jones's diary worked. Yeah. It's because, like, for a minute you were like, I don't know, girl. I don't know. I know it's Colin Firth, but come on. Look at I, know, I know. Yeah. Like, you know, honestly, I know. Like, honestly, I think... I think... I think if, like, that, like, American exec didn't show up towards the end of Bridget Jones, we still might be torn between them, but, like, the fact that he was with such a, like, bitchy girl on the other side right yeah like they had to make him right like he had to do like the worst thing that yeah. was the only way you were gonna you were gonna Hate stop him. liking yeah him. yeah mm-hmm. um so my last one is um this is also going to be like a camp with something uh-huh. uh ghost Oh. Whoopi Goldberg's character. It's going to sort of be a spirit of the week procedural. Right. Um, where she's helping, now that she's honed her It's thing. like a ghost whisperer, but nobody yeah. has to look at Jennifer Love Hewitt's face. Correct. Um, yeah. But, you know, and the, but obviously her past is always catching up with her when she was, you know, doing mm-hmm. the whatever she was that made her a little sketchy. And, mm-hmm. um She's probably got a crazy family, too, that's, like, a thing, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, She's, like, a wacky assistant or neighbors or something. Yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And that, like, sort of in the way Zoe's Infinite Playlist, like, these things just come out of the blue at her sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. be similar to that. Like, she'd be walking down the street, and 
she'd start talking to someone who's actually a spirit and not there. So everyone on the street's kind of looking at her. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah, yeah. So it'd be sort of like the ghost version of Zoe's infinite playlist. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. Good job. Awesome. Yeah. I thought that that was a fun one. I have an honorable mention. Oh, wait. you Hold have on. I, I have one more. Um, and I, I have an honorable mention, too, because we're very, we're actually really <laughs> terrible at making lists, uh, sticking to the parameters, at least. Right. So um, mine is Pirates of the Caribbean. <gasps> oh. Yeah. So I, and I'm not, a, I'm not like the world's biggest Kira Knightley fan. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know. I don't know that you'd have to, I mean, if it was a TV show, you probably couldn't get her to play it anyways. Right. But the taking her character, like, I know, I know they sort of did this in the later movies, but like, not really. And they didn't really No, I want her to be like the fucking Khaleesi of pirates. Oh, like yeah. I want her to be like an ass kicking, like swashbuckling, like, that would be fun and it could be sexy and it could be right. Like, like you give her like a captain hook type, right. Yeah. From mm-hmm. once upon a time, right. Like eyeliner and smoldering glances and like, make it like, right. Like, Ooh, will they, won't they and hotness. And yeah, I'm on board. Uh, I like that. Speaking of once upon a time, I am eternally um, hateful towards Netflix at the moment. Um, you know, I, I know you love the show. I remember liking it the first time I watched it. The, 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 the second time, I don't think it's that good, but I'm so invested in the story now that like I wanted to finish. And Netflix took it off right after I'd finished, right as I was about to start the last season. It is no longer wow. available. It disappeared. I am no, no, but like the real last season? The, oh. Like the actual last season? There's a or like the, season. The, the season we all pretend is the last season. Oh, six? Then I finished six. Yeah, then you finished it. Just, nope, nope, season seven doesn't exist. Nope, oh, doesn't okay. exist. Mm, <laughs> trust me, trust me. It does not exist. You do not want to watch it. But going, it is one of the worst things that's ever happened in television. Oh, Please no. continue. Yeah, uh, it's but, but talking about like, hey, a little guy liner works real well on you. Um, the guy who plays the Mad Hatter in the first season, the one who... Oh, the- Total Dish, right? Oh, my God. Who is he? No, no, he, no he's the same one in the um, in the Captain America story. He's, he's Captain America's best friend. Same guy. He is not. He is, too. He is not. He is. I can't remember his name, but it's the same guy. Did you look up guy. Sebastian Stan? It is. It's the same guy. I don't think that's true. It is the same man. No, no, yes. no. Yes. <laughs> Are you looking it I'm up? I'm not buying it. It's the same guy. Oh my god, it's him! <laughs> right? Unbelievable. Like, well, hey, a little is... guy liner works real well on him. Right? That's so funny. Because I always, I always remember, like, I mean, I haven't watched it in a handful of years, so I didn't, I mean, I hadn't sure. seen it since then. So that's great, because he wasn't, he wasn't on but for a couple of episodes, and I always remember thinking, like, this guy is so much better than the show. What yeah. is he doing here? Like, um, I remember thinking that the first time I was watching it. I was like, this, is, this guy doesn't belong here. Was he in the spinoff, the Alice in Wonder spinoff? Is that why he didn't, like, come back to the show? Um, I don't... Hmm. I mean, I'm sure he made an appearance so. in it, but... Yeah, I mean, maybe. I, I don't think so. The only person I remember... They, did, they only did a... They only did they, a season of the Alice in Wonder. Yeah. Thing. It was bad. Yeah. Yeah, so they didn't do much of it. Huh. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm all about some guyliner. So, so my honorable mention, it doesn't, it, it's, 
I ended up not putting it on the list because it's a prequel and not carrying the story forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to do Little Mermaid, um, Ursula origin story. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's fan fiction or not, but there are different ideas. Like it was her and Triton were in a like were together. So now you know it's scorned. You know now she scorns him. Or it was they were brother and sister. Um, you know, there's different. I think that yeah. could be really interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. My honorable mention was the Notebook. Oh. Um, so it would be a period piece, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to know what happens to James Marsters' character. Oh. Sorry, Marsden. Marsden. Marsters is Spike. Yeah, James Marsden. That's really annoying how close those are together. Uh, yeah, that right? Because like, Masters. It's Marsters? No, James, there is a, literally another actor whose name is James Masters. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nope. It's very confusing. Yeah. James Marsden, who was like, for me, like, I get that people think the notebook is really romantic. I kind of just think she was an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he was nice. He was hot. He was rich. He was sweet. Like, what did you want, lady? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyways, I would like to go. I would like to see him happy. I would like to see him find love. Aww. Yeah. Well, and now we're getting out of a list. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, what are you whelmed about? Um, I have been listening to the tenth anniversary of the Gifts of Imperfection. Um, on audiobook, which has finally been read by Miss Brene Brown. Um, she did not do the original audiobook, and the person, you know, have a thing about voices. And mm-hmm. so the person who did the voice originally was awful, and so I could not listen to it. And I really, really like audiobooks. Like, I think I retain stuff listening to audiobooks well. Um, and so it has just been a delight, and I'm reminded that that book is amazing, and that I think everyone would benefit from reading it. So I recommend it highly to anyone who has not read it yet. Did you have another thing that you're whelmed about or just the documentary? I am whelmed, and this is sort of more of a shout out uh, to all the firefighters up and down the West Coast. Um, Thank you for your service. Mm -hmm. I wish that the news covered fires in a different way to better explain the total destruction that these fires are creating. Um, in California, a size larger than the state of Connecticut has burnt down. Um, and we currently have a fire about 20 miles um, outside of the center of LA, which is still in LA County. So it's real close. Yeah. Um, and one of the reasons why it continues to burn out of control is because there's just not enough people. So to all those firefighters, who are not sleeping, who have been on the lines for hundreds of days. Thank you so much for your service. Uh, we appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. And can we also all agree that gender reveal parties are over now? Oh my God. Yes. However, 
I do have to say, I really enjoyed some of those memes coming out of it. <laughs> like one of them was like the big smoke plume and inside of it, someone wrote in, it's a boy. <laughs> I mean, the woman who is credited with uh, inventing the gender reveal party was like, y'all seriously, it's enough. These were stupid and I'm sorry, I started it. It's done, <laughs> it's done. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about your kid's penis. Right? <laughs> So, oh. you heard it here on Whelmed. Gender reveal parties are over. Ta-da! <laughs> um, and Wait. to hear what other things are over, um, you should check out our other episodes. Um, and like, share, subscribe, comment, all the things. Absolutely. You can find our podcast on Apple and Spotify and Google Music and anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. We are on Instagram at Whelmed Podcast and also on Facebook. So come hang out, talk to us, tell us what you want to hear, what you want to listen to. And what you're whelmed about and, yeah. you know, any ideas for lists that you might want to hear us talk about. Absolutely. I love you, honey. Uh, what would I do without you? Never have to worry about that. <laughs> Bye. Bye.